You're listening to a sermon podcast from Redemption Hill Church, recorded at one of our worship services. Friends, this morning is a wonderful day for us as a church, and that's because this, today we are specifically taking time to thank God and celebrate the two church plants that we sent out last year. This Sunday is the first year anniversary of the English church plants first service. Yeah, let's put our hands together, indeed. Uh, in the last year, we have seen ECP grow and flourish, uh, seen a number of new believers join their congregation, and this is perfectly in line with our vision, to see Asia renewed by seeing people, churches, and cities transformed by the gospel. Now, ECP still has a lot of work to be done, um, but we want to take a moment today to celebrate what God is doing through ECP and to pray for them, and then we'll turn our attention to Inling in a moment as well. There's some photo boards in the, the foyer when you came through, so you can take a little look and see what's happening there. Uh, the good news is that God has really blessed them wonderfully. They uh, hardly have enough space for uh, everyone to fit into their service, and we are very, very grateful for that and rejoicing with them and want to pray for God's continued blessing upon them. Uh, this morning, ECP has a, a visiting preacher preaching for them. They have Ranjit, uh, who is one of our Resound partners in Delhi. You guys would have remember Akshay came and preached for us. Ranjit and Akshay are close friends, both planted churches in Delhi a couple of years ago. And uh, Ranjit is with ECP this morning. Uh, Taryn and I saw him and his wife um, yesterday morning. And amazingly, he told me that this morning he's preaching at uh, ECP after praying about it on Psalm 126. That's what he wanted to encourage them with for their uh, one-year celebration, not knowing that that was what we preached here on, in, uh, on ECP's send-out service. And so God clearly is wanting to encourage them with that text and, and build them up, which is very, very wonderful. So we're going to pray for them in a moment, um, but this morning we also have something wonderful and unusual happening here at RHC Central. We haven't forgotten about um, Inling, and we are going to be having, for the first time in our 15-year history, a sermon in Chinese. Uh, so, <laughs> we have one non-native Chinese speaker in the front uh, clapping and uh, <laughs> celebrating. All right, uh, if you think you've come to the wrong church this morning, we are going to have translation. Uh, but Edward, who uh, went, was sent out to preach uh, our Mandarin church plant about nine or ten months ago. We've invited him to come back and to preach for us this morning. He's going to be preaching from John chapter 3. And I want us to think a little bit about what, why we're doing this this morning and, uh, and for us to prepare our hearts. Friends, there are many people in our nation um, whose heart language is not English who really need to hear the gospel in their mother tongue. And just as Jesus took on flesh and came and spoke to us and that, that culture that he ministered in, in their mother tongue. Um, so this is why we have sent out a Mandarin church plant. And we are praying for the hundreds of thousands of um, people in our nation who speak Chinese as their heart language and are praying that God will use this church to see them receive the gospel. For some of us who do not speak Mandarin, uh, myself included, this will be somewhat uncomfortable for us this morning. And I want that discomfort to, to provoke us or to prod us a little bit, to make us think, you know, we maybe are so accustomed to just having so many resources and the gospel preached to us in our heart language Sunday in and Sunday out. And there are many in our church who do not have that privilege. They are translating in their mind. They are trying to make sense uh, of what is said. And this is part of the reason why we as a church are on 
a mission this morning. So uh, we're going to have Eric, who's uh, one of our staff, um, who is part of our first congregation, is going to be translating. Um, and so we'll be praying for them in a moment. Now, friends, as we hear Edward preaching for us in Mandarin, uh, I want to encourage us to be thinking about a few things. Firstly, the Word of God or what God is saying to us. Secondly, I want us to consider, may God be speaking to you to call you to consider moving to Inling, to serve that church and to help the gospel uh, go out in Mandarin in our nation. Secondly, I want you to consider, do you have friends or family members that you think uh, would do well to be pointed toward that church and be encouraged to go there and hear the gospel there? And then finally, can we all agree to pray for this church plant? So that's what we're going to pray for. Can I invite us to close our eyes? And we're going to pray for that, and then we're going to pray for Chayun, um, one of our members in First Congre who lost her father this week, and pray for her and the family too. If you have your Bibles, uh, I would appreciate if you would turn to First Thessalonians chapter, sorry, Second Thessalonians chapter three. We're going to pray for Enling uh, and ECP from this portion of Scripture in Second Thessalonians. Our Father, for those of us in this room this morning who called on your name and know you as our Father, we praise you that the gospel has come to us, that it has reached us. And we thank you for your grace in enabling us to respond to it with faith. Father, it is our earnest desire that this same gospel that has come to us, for many of us in our mother tongue, may spread and speed ahead through our nation in other people's mother tongue. We think of 2 Thessalonians where, where Paul says, Finally, brothers, pray for us that the word of the Lord may speed ahead and be honored as happened among you. And Father, as we sit here this morning, we think about how the word of God has grown in our church, how it has sped through our congregation, how many have been added in and come to know you. And we pray for those at ECP, those at Unling, that you, Lord God, would enable your word to speed ahead among them. And to go further afield, Lord God, and for those who don't know you, to come to know you. Father, we pray that they may be delivered from wicked and evil men, as Paul encourages the Thessalonians to pray for him. And Father, we pray that they would know, as verse 3 says, that you are faithful. We think of those at ECP, those at Inling. We think of Caleb, one of our pastors, preaching there this morning. We pray that those believers at Inling would be built up this morning, knowing that you are faithful, Lord God. And that God will establish you and guard you against and guard them against the evil one. And Father, as Paul mentions here, we have confidence in the Lord about them. that They are doing and will do the things that your word has commanded them to do. And Father, we pray that the Lord would direct Inling and ECP's hearts, all of our hearts, to the love of God and to the steadfastness of Christ. And as we consider the heart of our Father and the steadfastness of Christ, we want to lift up Chayan this morning. Father, we grieve with her as she grieves the passing of her father, but we do thank you that together with the grief in that family, there is much joy and hope because her father knew you. And Father, we thank you for the comfort that this brings that family at this time. We pray your spirit would comfort Chayan, Leonan, and that entire family this morning. And we pray, Father God, that that gospel hope that they have would be a passion in our hearts to share with others so that as loved ones in our families get near to passing, Lord God, we too may have that same confidence that they are with you. Father, we ask this morning that you would open our hearts to receive your word as preached to us through your servant, Edward. 
May we receive your word and may we be stirred for your mission in our nation. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, let's turn to John chapter 3. I'm going to read verse 22 to verse uh, 36. After this, Jesus and his disciples went into the Judean countryside, and he remained there with them and was baptizing. John also was baptizing at Enon near Salem, because water was plentiful there, and people were coming and being baptized, for John had not yet been put in prison. Now a discussion arose between some of John's disciples and a Jew over purification. And they came to John and said to him, Rabbi, he who is with you across the Jordan, to whom you bore witness, look, he's baptizing, and all are going to him. John answered, a person cannot receive even one thing unless it is given him from heaven. You yourselves bear me witness that I said I'm not the Christ, but I have been sent before him. The one who has the bride is the bridegroom. The friend of the bridegroom who stands and hears him rejoices greatly at the bridegroom's voice. Therefore, this joy of mine is now complete. He must increase, but I must decrease. He who comes from above is above all. He who is of the earth belongs to the earth and speaks in an earthly way. He who comes from heaven is above all. He bears witness to what he has seen and heard, yet no one receives his testimony. Whoever receives his testimony sets his seal to this, that God is true. For he whom God has sent utters the words of God, for he gives the Spirit without measure. The Father loves the Son, and he has given all things into his hand. Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. Whoever does not believe the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God remains on him. RHC, these are the true words of the living God. Thanks be to God. Help us to respond in faith. Friends, can we put our hands together for Ed and for Eric? Um, Let me just uh, talk to you guys in a few words of English. It's really wonderful to be back. Uh, for those who have not seen me before, uh, my name is Edward. Um, so I'm the pastor who has disappeared for about um, nine months now uh, because I have gone to be um, pastoring and planting Unling, which is a Mandarin church plant from RXC. We are really thankful for the support we have been receiving from Redemption Hill Church. And really, I was very happy to be so part of this family. And uh, as you know, that we do actually believe in speaking in tongues. But... Uh, you can only speak in tongues when there's only interpretation on, on the stage. So I do have the privilege to be speaking to you in tongues for quite a while. Yeah, so I have uh, Eric here, whom some of you know. Um, as uh, someone introduced him already, he'll be actually translating for us. And um, I'll, I don't have a cup of water, but I'll be switching into Mandarin just in a second. Now, we are going to talk about the 谦卑呢, a topic for this morning is on the subject of humility, and it is a rather intricate and complex topic. Perhaps to many of us, humility is like a person uh, that is holding great eminence and prestige, yet it's still relatable to, and down to earth. I've once watched Jack Ma, who is uh, one of the wealthiest men in China, but he chose to have instant noodles for lunch. Or 
Or perhaps we think humility is keeping to a certain set of behaviors. For example, when someone praises us, we should say, No la, no la, where God? You are exaggerating. But even though our mouths don't reveal it, maybe we are thinking, oh yes, please say more about how good I am. Actually, there is a limit test for whether we are truly humble. Our humility is tested whenever we are being compared to others. What is your reaction in your heart when you are being compared to others? How do you feel when you compare your scores and grades in school? How do you feel when you see your fellow graduates being happily married with children and you are still single? How do you feel when your colleagues, whom your boss seems to favor more than you, even though both of you put in the same amount of effort at work? Your heart response to, to, this, to this moment really reflects whether we are truly humble. Do we respond in self-pity? That's right, I'm really worse than others. Or perhaps you are thinking, okay, I must work even harder to prove that I'm better than them. Perhaps more insidiously, maybe uh, we think, okay, I admit my lack in this area when compared to them, but this, I'm sure, I'm definitely less proud and more humble compared to those guys. At least I'm more humble than them. Our passage today shows us the key to true humility. It teaches us how to stop comparing ourselves with others. The Bible does provide uh, resources uh, for us to grow in true Christian humility. So uh, let us look at the passage today. In this passage, uh, we see that Jesus and his disciples were baptizing people in Judea. In verse 23, we see John the Baptist also baptizing in Anan near Salim because there was much water there. Whenever these places are, it's not really the main point today. The, the main point is that the author really wants to show us that Jesus and John the Baptist were both going about the same business of baptizing people. 
然后这些帮助我们去理解在第二十六节约翰的门徒呢的抱怨这里说拉比从前同你在约旦河的东边你所见证的那位你看他在施洗众人都到他那里去了 in verse 36, the disciple of John complained, Rabbi, that Jesus whom you testified about and baptized, the people are going to him to be baptized. 因为在约翰福音第一章里面，我们的确看到耶稣是被约翰啊施洗的。Recall that in John one, Jesus was baptized by John the Baptist himself.而且他这个门徒这个抱怨，约翰的门徒的抱怨呢，就好像是这个样子。To contextualize our modern day context, this may look like this.老师，你看，那个啊，以前来我们这边上课的，对不对？我们是个补习中心。老师，那个以前来我们这边补习中心上课的，他现在到了对面开开了另外一间补习中心。但是现在生意比我们好，全部的学生跑到那边去了。It is like this illustration. didn't that guy receive tuition from you? Now he has gone to start a tuition center just across the street, and his business is even better than ours. 换句话说，施洗约翰他被比下去了。In other words, John the Baptist is being compared to Jesus. 而施洗约翰的回答，还有后来使徒约翰的补充。真的是可以帮助我们去思想什么叫做这个谦卑的秘诀。And how John the Baptist replies, and how the author of this gospel adds on later will show us the key to true humility.我们可以看到说，谦卑是有两个秘诀，第一就是要认识真理，第二叫真认识神。We will see that there's two keys to true humility. Firstly, to be truly humble, we need to know the truth. Secondly, to be truly humble, we must know God. It's know God truly. Know God truly. Yeah. Know the truth. That's right. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. So the first key is knowing the truth. And the second is to know God truly. Can we switch back? <laughs> yes, we can switch back. <laughs> okay. Okay. 那么谦卑呢,真的很需要我们去认识真理,或者是看清一个真相。为什么会那么说呢? True humility requires us to see the truth or to know the truth. Why? 因为如果说我们只是一个仅仅只是流于表面的一种这种谦卑的话，迟早它是会露馅的。Because if we are only concerned about outward appearances, then it is only a matter of time before our true intention will come to light. 因为我们真正向往的状态，在中文有一句话叫做不卑不亢，不卑不亢。Sorry. Um, there, there is a there is a Chinese saying that goes like um, neither hum, neither self pitying nor too arrogance, and this is the the kind of attitude that we are going for. True humility is not a matter of self pitying or haughty arrogance. This means that when we are met with uh, failures, we do not uh, become self-pity. And when we have uh, made a lot of achievement, we do not become arrogant. But to arrive to that state of true humility, we really need to arrive to a sense of security and confidence. 而这个安全感是完全要根据这个客观的真相和真理的，而不是说别人怎么看待我们而已。
Yet this sense of security and confidence has to be directly connected to objective truth and not in others' opinions of us. 因此,谦卑的第一个秘诀就是我们要认识真理。uh, this brings us to our first key of humility, that we need to know the truth. <coughs> so what truth does uh, John the Baptist know? In verse 27, A person cannot receive even one thing unless it is given him from heaven. 其实照着原文啊，应该是这么说的，就是除非是从天上所赐的，人就连一样东西都不能得到。Actually, a more precise translation of the word "give" is the word "bestow." Unless a person is bestowed from heaven, he cannot receive even one thing.连一样东西都不能得到。He cannot even receive one thing.Even one thing.Even one thing.所以让我们细细的想一下这句话里面。它有一个字很重要，就是这个字“赐”。Let us think more deeply about this concept or this word of bestow. 这个在你们的英文里面呢，它的翻译是“given”. Yes. Uh, in, <laughs> in, in, in your translation, as you can see, the word is uh, translated as "given," but a more precise translation would be "bestow." Thank you. <laughs> 如果说我到你的家, okay,我到家里去, 我说我要把这个礼物赐给你, if I went to your house and tell you I want to bestow this gift upon you, 我要把这个红包赐给你, I want to bestow this red packet to you, 你的反应是怎么样? how would you have felt? 如果你觉得有点生气, 这个是应该的, you, might have, you might feel offended and you are right to feel so. 因为赐这个字跟给啊, 其实是不一样的。because the word give and the word bestow actually has different connotation. The word give is used when we are of equal uh, status in, in terms of our life stage. But the word bestow assumes a hierarchy in the relationship. The word bestow itself assumes uh, kind of like showing grace or demonstrating favor. Back in the ages of kings and feudal lords, the king bestowed gifts upon his subject or the commoners. Because everything in the land belongs to the king. So everything that belongs to the commoner and the subject is granted by the king or bestowed by the king. Similarly, this verse tells us that everything we have and everything we, we possess first belong to God. And it is bestowed upon us. We said uh, normally that we want to earn money. 但其实呢，这个是从别人身上赚来的钱。But this money is earned from other people.可是我们在上帝的面前是不能够赚这个字的。But before God, we cannot use the word earn.因为我们任何有的东西都是赐给我们的。Because uh, everything that we have is we receive from God bestow.所以这里我们看到上帝的主权。Here we see the sovereignty of God in.因为除非是上帝所赐的。Unless God has bestowed it, we cannot receive anything. 对, 
，we cannot receive anything。那就是因为我们真正的谦卑啊，就是要认识这个真理。The first, ah,、uh, true humility, firstly must we need to know this truth。而施洗约翰呢，真的是回答了他的门徒。And the Baptist response reflect this truth。因为呢，耶稣不是有更多人去那边施洗吗 ？Many people are going to Jesus。但是，除非是天上所赐的，我连一个都不能得到。Look, guys, unless it is bestowed from heaven, I wouldn't even be baptizing one person. 哎，既然我们所有的，无论是谁，都是上帝所赐的，那我们其实就没有什么可夸的，我们其实没有什么可以比较的。Since every everyone we have received is bestowed or granted by God, hence there is nothing to be compared or to be competing about. 因为你想想看，你自己拿什么东西跟别人比较？ Think about it. What are you using to compare with other people? 你所比较的东西都是跟你自己的自我有关系的。Everything that you use to compare with other people comes from some part of you. 你有成就，你说因为我很努力。You think that you have achieved many things because you have worked hard. 你说你有很好的家庭，因为你精心的经营。You think you have a good family because I have we have invested time and effort to nurture it. 你说你有很好的成绩，因为你专心读书。We say we have good academic results because we have worked hard. 你甚至夸耀说，我是一个华人啊、哦！我知道我们当中间不是全部人都华人。然后，我我 even boast that we are Chinese or we boast in our ethnic identity。但我们要看到，这一切都是上帝所赐的。But this truth shows us that everything we own is bestowed。那当我们看到这个真理的时候，这个真的釜底抽薪。When we see this truth is is really transformational。因为根本的解决了这个问题。Because it will Uh, fix our problem of of comparing at the root. Because we compare this comparison, whether it's our effort, our ability, our capability, or even the opportunities that comes with our natural-born background. Are all bestowed and granted by God. We can survive. The fact that we can survive is also a gift from God. And if everything is from God, everything that we possess is from God. Then there is no meaning, no purpose for comparison. When we stop comparing, When we stop comparing, then maybe we may find true humility. 那相反的，若是你不相信有位上帝，你不相信在世上有一位这个有一个，你相信这个世上只不过是这些细胞和原子的碰撞而造成的这个世界的话 ，maybe you do not believe in God today, and you believe that this world came to be because of the Big Bang, a collision of cells and particles. 那我可以跟你说，照着你的逻辑，你不需要谦卑。If that is your your worldview, then you there's no point in pursuing humility. Because if the world is really just like this, right? Actually, if the world is really just like this, humility is actually not a virtue. In fact, if the world is truly without God, then humility is no virtue at all. Because the world is really just like this, humility is not a virtue at all. Uh, if that is the case, then naturally it will be a world where the fittest will survive and the weak will be disqualified. If we are in the world, and we are not under the sovereign rule of God, then 
我们就只能够通过互相的比较，胜过对方来生存了。If indeed there is no sovereign God ruling this world, then we can only live by survival of the fittest and through comparison to get ahead in life. 在这种世界里面，就算是有谦卑的概念的存在，对不对？他谦卑也只不过是流于表面。In such a worldview, if there, even if there is a humility, then it is only a pretense, limited to outward appearances. Because we cannot afford to lose. That is why we have to avoid comparing ourselves to others. That is why when we compare, we must try to come, come out and get, a, get ahead of any, any other point or at any other area, in fact, even from a moral point of view. But the greatest irony is, I want to say I'm at least more humble than you. Perhaps even the atheists would desire the attitude of... Are we not all annoyed at people who are arrogant and haughty? So I just want to tell you, if you have a humility, yet you do not believe in a God, then it is an oxymoron. 认识真理，认识说上帝绝对的主权来赐下一切的这个真理，是谦卑的第一个秘诀。Knowing the truth that God is, sovereign, is the sovereign giver is the first key to true humility. 然而，我们如果只是看单单看这一点呢，是不够的。But that's not enough. 因为的确，我们如果面对这个绝对的权柄，我们可以，我们也必须谦卑。It is true. We need to be humble before an absolute sovereign God. But only when we know what kind of sovereign God He is, then we can be truly humble from the depths of our hearts. So, we really need a second point. That's why we are. This is our second point. That second point is that we are not only to really know the truth. The second key to true humility is to know God truly. That is when we discover the heart of God and what kind of God He truly is. Then, only then, we can be truly humble. Because what is humility? Humility is not just thinking less of ourselves or Self-pity. But true humility is shifting our attention away or recentering ourselves. We are no longer concerned about ourselves nor whether we are humble than other people. But we can focus all our attention on another person. Therefore, to know God truly is essential. Now, 看到这一点，我们先要留意到约翰四喜约翰第三十节的回答。
to better appreciate this point, let us look to the second part of uh, the Baptist's reply in verse 30. Here it says, He must increase and I must decrease. If we return to our previous analogy of the tuition center business, then the idea of increasing and decreasing business scale seems quite fitting. But pay attention to the word must. Uh, first of all, this must is not an ethical must. It does not denote uh, an action or a response that we must do. That we must do. 而是要我们要看到的事实, but an uh, unfolding reality that we should observe. In verse 31 to 35, this is what the author of the gospel adds. Here, the author of the gospel explains why. Uh, Jesus will increase and why the, the Baptist will slowly decrease. Because we see that Jesus will increase uh, as this is God's redemptive plan, God's will, God's desire and His revelation. The reason why Jesus must increase is because he is deeply loved by the Father. Look with me to the second half of verse 34. The Father gives the Spirit to the Son without measure. The Father loves the Son and has given all things into his hand. The Father loves the Son and has given him all things. I believe if we ask each other in church, how would you describe God? Many people in the church would usually answer, God is love. If we ask the same question to the people on the streets, many people might say, God is almighty or omnipotent. But our Bible shows us that an omnipotent God must also be a God of love. Our passage today reminds us that our God is a triune God. The Bible tells us that God is one, yet three persons, the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. Each of the persons are truly and completely God. Understanding this from the passage gives us a glimpse into the nature of God. God from eternity past has existed eternally in the Father, in the Son, and in the Holy Spirit. And the three persons are in perfect, loving, and honoring relationship with each other. 
The Father loves the Son and has given all things to Him. God is love does not firstly refer to God loving us, but because the three persons have existed eternally in mutual loving relationships. The Father loves the Son and have given all things to Him. If God is a Unitarian God, then there is no one to love. There's no object of love. Sorry. <laughs> I don't, I don't mean to. Yeah. If there is no object of love, then he cannot be said to be omnipotent because there is at least one thing he cannot do. He cannot love because there is no one to love. Only, the, only a trini- triune Trinitarian God can, can there be love. And this Trinitarian God, these three persons in one, is already exist, has already existed in mutually loving relationships since the beginning of creation. God in, in such details because we are trying to show that our Christian God and uh, the gods of many different cultures is uh, very, very different. Especially uh, in Chinese culture. In different cultures, we see that the different gods and deities are often engaged in competition, uh, in jealousy, and even power struggles. One common story. Uh, the monkey king who storms the celestial courts in the journey to the west. And they need the Buddha to come and counter the monkey king. Because they, the deities fear that the monkey king will usurp the throne of the Jade Emperor. What is this? Is this not a, a game of thrones? But I want to tell you, God does not play games of thrones. <laughs> Sorry, Terry, can you? Now if, now, if even the gods are portrayed as insecure and engulfed in power struggles and they lack security, no wonder then we mortals also uh, are similarly insecure. If the gods we worship are not humble, then it is very difficult for us to be humble. 
Yeah, the Christian God we worship is a Trinitarian God. They exist in perfect mutual love. The Father loves the Son and has put all things into His hand. Bestowing upon Him the Spirit without limit. Only an omnipotent God can bestow all things to another without any sense of being threatened. Because only a true God can give everything and have no loss to himself. What does this all have to do with being humble? Now, if there is a God who is all sufficient, all perfect and loving, yet is able to love you, this God loves you is not out of any selfish agenda because He lacks nothing and He doesn't love you to gain anything. When a parent that is insecure uh, loves his, his or her child insecurely, the child itself will also be insecure. But being loved by such a God, how can we have a lack of security? When we have this uh, most important key of uh, ultimate sense of security, then we can be, it frees us to be truly humble. So how did God demonstrate his love? The Baptist says in verse 29, the one who has the bride is the bridegroom. The friend of the bridegroom who stands and hears him rejoices greatly at the bridegroom's voice. Therefore, this joy of mine is now complete. Here is a prominent theme in the book of John. That Jesus is the bridegroom who has come to seek his bride, the church. The bride that he seeks is you and me. But how unworthy are we? Because we are arrogant. We are self-centered. We are guilty of sin. We rejected him. Yet despite all our unfaithfulness, Jesus refuses to abandon his bride. To pursue us, he came to pursue us. To the point of willingly taking on our sin and dying on the Roman cross. And the cross is the way in which God has exalted Jesus. Through this, God has given Jesus everything. And the book of Philippians says, 
because Jesus was willing to be humble. 甚至取了人的样式。呃、uh, ，and he came in the form of man. 甚至愿意死在十字架上。Oh, and he was obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. 而他如此，因为如此，愿意顺服天父。Because of his obedience, 上帝把他升为至高。God has exalted him to the highest point. 所以，上帝高举耶稣的方式 ，therefore the way in which God has exalted Jesus， 并不是武力威胁我们。It's not through military or physical force， 乃是耶稣他甘心为我们舍命。But because Jesus willingly and lovingly given giving up his life for, because Jesus he humbled himself, because Jesus humbled himself, he came to exchange for our hearts with his love. So, he came to exchange for our hearts with his love. So, he came to exchange for our hearts with his love. So, he came to exchange for our hearts with his love. So, he came to exchange for our hearts with his love. So, he came to exchange for our hearts with his love. So, he came to e x c h a 因为我们不知道他们这样的一个身高是不是对对我们制造成威胁。Because we do not know whether their exaltation will threaten us. 但是耶稣的身高是使我们真的受益。But Jesus's exaltation is for our greatest good. 而如果你真认识这位上帝 ，Surely if we know God truly， 我们如何能够没有安全感 ？How can we not have a sense of true security? How can we not become humble, truly humble? And in closing, I want to add on one last point. One point. That is, we are not humble now. If we do not humble ourselves now before Jesus, one day we might be forced to be humble before Jesus. 因为腓立比书同样的经文告诉我们说，有一天那一天万膝都要屈膝在耶稣的脚前。Because in the same book of Philippians it says that one day all knees will bow before Jesus。而这是为什么我们在这个第呃第三十六节。And this is why in verse thirty-six， 他说信子的人有永生。Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life。不信子的人就得不到永生。Whoever does not obey the Son shall not see life。而且上帝的愤怒藏在他的身上。But the wrath of God remains on him. 因为不肯谦卑的人 ，because those who are unwilling to be humble before God， 总有一天会遭遇到上帝的审判。One day we will be judged by God. 然而，我们如何真的做谦卑呢 ？But how do we become truly humble? 谦卑不只是我们内心，也不只是呃流于这个行为。True humility is not merely inwards attitude or outwards behavior. This C.S. Lewis, uh, has a saying. C.S. Lewis famously said, "Humility is not thinking less of yourself, yourself, but thinking of yourself less." Then we can be more focused on ourselves. How do we do that? How do we focus on ourselves less? We are the only way to do this is to redirect or reevaluate our center. Friends, do you know that Jesus loves you? 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 Do you know that Jesus loves you? Friends, do you know that Jesus loves you? Friends, do you know that Jesus loves you? Do you know that him giving up his life is for you? 
Do you understand what it means to receive his love and acquire a sense of security? Are you willing to humble yourselves and worship him fully and truly because he loves you? And when you are able to do that, when you are able to redirect your attention and reevaluate your center, we will start to find that we are we have become more interested in others. We are able to listen to others easily. When people have a better life or they have a better results, uh, we are able to truly be happy and celebrate with them. Because there's a transformation between our relationship with them. We, do, we no longer need to compare with them. We don't need them to serve us. Because we have found our sense of security from another one, from another person. In closing, I would like to ask all this. Are you truly humble? Do you know the keys to humility? Do we truly believe that all that we have is from God? Do we see that the God who has bestowed us all things loves us deeply? Because because he loves us so deeply, we are able to find a deep sense of security, and therefore we are able to be truly humble. Can I ask, can I invite you, everyone, to pray with me in response to God? Lord Jesus, we help us, Lord, as we have been seeing just now, how marvelous. How wonderful is your love to me. Our eyes are often so blind that we think that what we possess is but what we have earned, what we have actually achieved by our own hands and by our own strength. Seldom do we even realize that even our own hands, our own strength actually comes from you yourself. Even the very people we meet in our lives, the opportunities that we receive are but gifts from you, grace gifts from you, and so how we ought to be thankful to you and truly become humble. But more than that, you have given us the greatest gift of all, your own son, who took on flesh and died on the cross for our sins. And Father, we want to say, may your love become so real in our life that we are completely secure, that we may be truly humble, that we no longer compare because we know that we are the apple of your eye. So we pray, O oh Lord, grant us that sweetness and grant us that um, security. We thank you, we praise you. All this in Jesus' name. 
You've been listening to a sermon podcast from Redemption Hill Church. You can find more of our sermons online at www.rhc.org.sg.